Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from Hewlett, Long Island, New York, USA I'm your host my name is Tommy Casabona. I like to talk about cruises. I like to talk about cruise ships, islands that cruise ships go to, and places where cruise ship journeys, vacations you might say, dare I say, originate from. Ports of call, embarkation ports. Uh, we like to talk, talk about a lot of things regarding cruising. A lot of people think we should be mentally examined for that. But here we are anyway, still doing it. What can I say? Uh, we missed the show last week, and uh, we're going to get into why. I'll tell you why we missed the show. I do have a semi, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to say it, uh, an actual legitimate excuse. But there is a lot going on at the top of the show. I would like to take this time to invite you to check us out on Facebook, which is uh, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. Uh, we do our community building there. We talk to each other. We give each other advice. We ask and answer questions. What we'll also do is break each other's chops sometimes. We'll share and we'll celebrate in our uh, return to cruising. One by one, cone by cone, we seem to be getting back. Uh, we do have a group cruise scheduled as uh, Europeans might say scheduled for that doesn't make any sense right you gotta you gotta say schedule Europeans I love you you know what I mean Australians maybe too dare I say we gotta get on board there's a lot of things I like that you say better than the way we say them you know what I mean I think there's a lot of pronunciations it's a lot it sounds a lot better in a lot of times a lot of ways but when you're talking about uh, schedule everybody's got to get on the schedule bandway we can't be running around here saying schedule that's got to stop across uh, internationally that has to stop i'm calling for it we're stopping with the schedule all of us british people emma uh keelan uh all you people out there whoever you are we gotta say schedule can we go with that beatrix okay beatrix no more schedule. Beatrix tried to lecture me one time on uh, how to say, um, uh, what, what was it? Um, uh, Budapest. Okay, that's another one, right? You're supposed to say Budapest. I'll even give you that one. You know what? Take that one. You know what I mean? If you People across the nation will say that different. We'll agree to disagree on that one. But I'm not going to sit here and listen to you people say schedule. That's got to that's gotta be over with. Anyway, let's get into some stuff. I'm going to talk about why we missed last week's show. In a little while, but I do want to jump into some cruise stuff first. First of all, uh, New Orleans, okay? Well, there's been a lot of, you know, there was some news about New Orleans in the beginning of the week, uh, and it might be news that we should all be excited about. There was good news about New Orleans. We were talking about 2022 having upwards of 285 cruise ships sailing away. Well, we're not. 285 different ships, but 285 sailaways from the Big Easy. And uh, one of them was going to be 
the Norwegian breakaway. It is going to be the Norwegian breakaway. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, also, the Carnival Glory is a regular over that way, as well as the Valor, 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 uh, was already there as well. You may have seen a uh, trivia question, a little limerick, a little, what would you call it? Not limerick, a little, um, oh, what do you call those? A little uh, a little puzzle, a little uh, whatever. I did a little question about the, you're supposed to guess the name of the ship, okay? And it was the Valor, Carnival Valor. Uh, it's not just open over there in the Big Easy to Ocean Cruising. You hear about the cruise, uh, the cruising down in Mississippi uh, at the river, the Mississippi River. We all get excited about that river over there. That's one of the reasons I did want to. That's listen. There's there's certain parts of the country that I have not really you know gotten my hooks into yet. And yes, that real. What would you say? South. It's not quite, it's not Southwest, it's the South, but it's almost like the Gulf Coast of the South, that Alabama, Louisiana, that Mississippi little beltway there. Now, I've been through it. I've done drive and drive through, drove, drove, drive through I-10. So I've been there, so I've enjoyed it, and I've seen it, but I haven't gotten out of the car. Now, some people say, well, good, Tommy. That's for a reason. It's probably for the best that you haven't gotten out of the car there. And, uh, either way, I would like to, especially New Orleans. I always had a thing for Mississippi, too. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind getting out and checking out Mississippi. Uh, I believe they call it the Redneck Riviera, but I wouldn't say that. That's not politically correct. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, last week. So a, a lot of river cruises run up and down the Mississippi. But uh, from what I hear is if you're trying to cruise out of NOLA, you have to get on the ship. And it is a nice, good, it could be six hours, eight hours, maybe even 10 hours just to get out of the Mississippi River. And uh, I would like that. I would like to drive by the bayou, sail, away, sail past the bayous and the swampland and maybe look for alligators and stuff like that. You know, depending upon the time of day, if it was light out, I would, I would, I would get into that. I would also love absolutely love uh having been someone who hasn't really delved into uh the 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 nola the bourbon street the mardi gras that that held that whole realm i've never celebrated in new orleans and i've celebrated and enjoyed myself in a lot of cities across this country for some reason new orleans it hasn't happened for me yet new orleans nashville and i would say san francisco are some of the areas that I would like to enjoy myself uh, that are still untapped party towns for me. Uh, it's it's it, like I said, it's not just about the ocean cruising. River cruises go up and down the Mississippi, all over the place. It, it, it's very. Now we talked last time we we were on. We talked about the embarkation uh, port dictating what the cruise might be like. We talked about if you're going to get on a particular cruise, don't underestimate where you're cruising from having a lot to do with the time you'll have, the company you'll enjoy. And if that's going to be the case, you got to think that if you're sailing out of New Orleans, you might be susceptible to getting into a little bit of the tomfoolery, right? a lot of watches you know i read some stuff you know when katrina happened and this and that that there's a part of that area that you, you in a way you are detached i don't want to call it lawlessness uh, but it is probably a little different down there and we talked about when katrina happened there was probably days and days and days 
of lawlessness and everybody was out there kind of trying to fend for themselves and these little cultures started to develop and these little kind of uh what would you say uh black markets and underworld types of things started to develop and you know that's not good okay i'm not trying to glorify that at all because that's just the result of just absolute horror i heard a story from a, a gentleman who i worked with in pittsburgh who was part of the uh new orleans police department and he told me that there was a time where he was sitting there with his guns loaded and they were trying to, I guess, keep whatever law left in the town. And some of the other, uh, you know, the, the, the parishes or whatever you want to call it, I don't know, is that what they call parishes or whatever, uh, districts, areas, towns, neighborhoods uh, in Detroit, they may you may call them miles, mile markers, whatever it is. Uh, they were saying that, you know, it, it got really out of control and you really had to pick and choose your battles as to what fires. And I'm not talking about actual fires. I'm talking about lawlessness fires that you were going to have to put out. I don't know why we're getting on this topic, but what we want to talk about is what a fun town it is in general. And I'm doing an absolutely horrible job of that. But let's shift gears back into that. We all know that New Orleans is a celebratorial town. It is a fun town. It is a very pristine and absolutely uh, uh, clean and immaculate town. That's that's made up. That's not true. But it is a wild town. It is a fun town. I know a lot of people from there, and there's a lot of nuance to the city. Uh, you guys know what a lanyap is? If you ever, um, I, I I was I used to hang around with this girl from New Orleans, and she used to teach me all about the New Orleans stuff and the you know the let the good times roll and. And, and that's like a that's like a saying and the whole who dat when it comes to the saints. And, you know, there's a thing called a lanyap. Anytime you're sitting around and somebody gives you something, like if you were eating at a restaurant and they put bread out in front of you before you eat, that's called a lanyap. And I was into it. I was So anytime I ever got something free in my mind, I was like, oh, oh, that's a lanyap. Thanks. Uh, this, can I get a, um, you know, can I get a, can I get a floater? Uh, my uh, rum runner? Yeah, here you go. It's a lanyap, right? And they look at me like I'm out of my mind. It just means it's free. That's all it is. But anyway, uh, the, the if you're going to sail out of New Orleans on that ship, you have to kind of, I guess, you would imagine that it's going to be one hell of a wild or at least a, good, a pretty good chances of having a pretty fun crowd. Uh, with these 285 sailings that we talked about that are going out of New Orleans, uh, New Orleans puts itself in position to hit close to number one. And what number does that one symbolize? I'm talking about one million passengers for the entire year. Starting in February, Disney, that's right, Disney is also making its return to New Orleans. It's crazy, like these lines were established for so long, cruising in these ports and these journeys and itineraries seem to be in such a rhythm. Obviously, everything was knocked way off its axis with the advent of the worldwide pandemic, but it seems to be that things are kind of making a little bit of a return to normalcy. Not entirely, and we'll cover that in a second. Uh, It's kind of a yin and a yang when you're talking about Disney and New Orleans, right? I mean, you're talking about wholesome, and you're talking about, you know, family fun and entertainment, this and that, and then New Orleans is, you know, Vegas is Sin City, but uh, when you're talking about sins, uh, New Orleans can't be too far behind. I heard some stories about stuff that goes on in New Orleans, and, you know, bathrooms are optional, I hear. You know, when you go to a bar in the French Quarter, and it's packed, and it's around Mardi Gras time, and people are having a good time, and this and that, you're at the bar, and you're looking across the establishment to where it's almost like being in a, in a pool at Coco Cay. <laughs> 
I'm almost, I'm almost kidding. Uh, but when you're sitting at the bar and you look across the bar and you see that neon light that says restrooms, men this way, uh, women that way. Now, the thing is all the way across the other side of the bar, right? The restaurant. So you're like, oh, I can barely see it. But then when you squint to get that little focus, you try to focus in on it and then you see how far it is. You know, maybe there's some hurricanes being drank. Maybe there's a cup. There's some bourbon on. If you're on Bourbon Street and you're not drinking bourbon, what are we doing? What are we doing here, right? So then, you know, you're out there and you're looking, and you don't know if you're gonna quite make it to the bathroom. And then you got to try to make it all the way back to that ultra sweet spot that you have at the bar. Now, I'm sure with all that alcohol going on and all that tomfoolery stuff, you know, you'll have a a bunch of gentlemen and women that would gladly part the sea and allow you to get a path right back and get you right to that seat that you were just enjoying that was very, very proximal to the bartender so that you can order your third, fourth, fifth, eighth, ninth, eleventh drink, right? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe everybody's had a couple of drinks and it's going to be like trying to ram your way through a mosh pit at a Metallica concert in order for you to get there. I would say that that's more likely the case. So a lot of times when I hear an option, a liberty that people of New Orleans take, and maybe not even just people of New Orleans, maybe people subscribing to the when in Rome philosophy, out comes the equipment and relief is attained at the bar and then puddles start to develop at, develop at the bar. So I hear, I guess long story short, Bathrooms are overrated, and then what's going to happen, right? Like I say, same theory of when you're in the hot tub or when you're, bat- when you're in the pool. You know, you could say I'm not the person that goes to the bathroom in the pool. Well, then, okay, then you're basically someone who just sits there and gets pissed on. By the way, I'll say this. Newcomers. <laughs> this show's an acquired taste. We talk about a lot of things cruising, and I was just going to get into, like, you know, I'm walking. I'm at the gym today, right? Well, let me let me stop. Let me stop. So, all right, let's wrap up this story. So, New Orleans, basically, what we're talking about is, oh, boy, I'm all over the map. So, let me finish that little story. Before we move on, the disgusting story is is that I went to the gym today, and I'm looking, and there's a pool at my gym, and there's a big, wide-open glass window that you could see people swimming laps, and then right next to the pool, there's a hot tub, and then there's like maybe three or four people in the hot tub, and I was like... You know, when you're on a cruise ship, a lot of people use the restroom and they're in the hot tub. I don't condone it. Um, I'm not going to talk about my status as to whether I do or not right now. But what I will say is that, uh, you know, it does happen. And you know it happens because you could tell if people are on their eighth drink and they haven't gotten out, you know what's going on. You know what I mean? That's just simple math and science, right? So either way. You, I was looking at that. I'm like, you know, I would like to go in that, but I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I've been ever since I've been hearing and talking more and more about like, you know, whether people relieve themselves in public pools and hot tubs. I'm like, you know, I'm not as apt to go in, but I'm like, you know, I bet I bet in there they don't do it. You know what I mean? The people have a little bit more courtesy in a, uh, in, a in a L.A. fitness hot tub. And this is a nice club. It's a nice gym. Uh, It's a signature gym, dare I say, where I had to pay $6 extra a month uh, to be able to be a part of this gym. But as I see people splashing around, you get a look at the original standing waterline. And I don't want to compare it to a toilet bowl. 
I don't want to compare it to a public restroom, but uh, if you ever go to a public restroom that is maybe less than properly maintained, you see a little bit of a waterline stain. Dare I say that stain existed in the hot tub at the gym. Now, I didn't go in it. Just walked past it. And it's just a thought I had today as I was walking by. I was like, you know, what, why, am I, why am I thinking about this right now? But I'd like to go in that. Should I go in it? Shouldn't go in it because there's a waterline stain, which is indicative of relief. The bad kind. So, we're talking about New Orleans talking about being excited about sailing away out of new orleans and if you ever wanted to sail out of new orleans you there is no better time you there is no better and bigger opportunity for you to get that get get a chance to do that than there is this year 2022 this upcoming year because you're going to have your choice of 285 sailings that are going to be able to do that but here's the problem you saw the news you watched the news you listened to it and unfortunately the Norwegian breakaway making its way to New Orleans reported that there were 10 cases of COVID-19 on board. Now, what you hear in certain news outlets is that this is an outbreak. It's not an outbreak. It's an outrage is what I say. Guys, COVID-19, and I'll, you know what? Let's slip this story in here right now, okay? Um, I missed last week's show, and Last Sunday, I started getting sick. I could tell I was getting uh, like real sick. You know what I mean? Not not really, really sick. I'm just saying actual sick uh, on Sunday. And obviously, anytime we all get the sniffles or cough or whatever we got, our mind goes into a certain direction. Now, I was like, all right, yes, I did have COVID-19 before. Yes, I was vaxxed up. But that's back in March, guys. So we're talking about almost, you know, what? nine months or so. So I'm like, you know, I knew I was trying to get the booster. I knew things was done. You know, I know, I, you know, it pisses people off anytime you just bring up the word vaccine. I don't, I don't necessarily have a whole lot of hangups about it. That's just me. If you do, I don't have a problem with it. If you don't, I don't have a problem with it either. But me, I'm like, you know what? I don't mind it. I'm in the public a lot. I'm running around. I like to go on cruises. I want to just basically, if there's something out there that's saying that I got a pretty good chance of, you know, if I do contract this thing, it's going to keep it at a minimum at bay, dare I say, uh, I'm in. I'm in on it. If you're not, no problem whatsoever. But anyway, I knew I was sick. On Sunday night, I knew this is an actual, I'm actual sick right now. I didn't freak out. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, Monday, I just went in and got a couple of uh, home tests. No, I didn't do that. What am I talking about? I had a couple of home tests ready. They were still here from when I last went on uh, the cruise. So I ordered four of them because we had two people. So we took the one each and they were fine. So then I took two more. I got two more. And they were basically saying, you know, we're on standby with these two home tests. So I took one on Monday. Negative. Still felt like absolute crap. My throat, I couldn't even talk, guys. That was the problem. I couldn't talk is why you didn't get a show. Uh, if you're always, I, My estimation, if you were going to have a show, especially if it's mostly audio-driven, uh, best thing to do is be able to talk. That's number one. I wasn't able to talk. So then number two, test. I took it again on Tuesday. So I figured, all right, I took the first test. Still feel like crap, but let me just be sure. Now, there was a couple of issues with the tests. The first time I took the test, I I tried to put the Q-tip through the wrong hole when I loaded it up with the drops, this and that. Basically, there was a long story short, I did not necessarily, I thought there may have been a little bit of a disqualification with the test. I didn't think so, 
but there's a chance because I came up negative. And if you come up negative and you still feel like worse, I felt like like worse than when I actually had COVID-19, this was absolutely worse. But I did feel 75 to 80% comfortable that I did do the test right, okay? So that was that. The proctor approved it. Everything was fine. Now, I did the test again the following day. Now, I got the proctor on. You know these tests, they guide you through, they show you you know, uh, how to do it, and they also approve it, and they make it official, this and that. So then this time I tried to do the test with the proctor again, saying, all right, I feel really good that the last negative result was an actual qualifying test. Let me do it again. So this time I get to the proctor thing. Now there's this liquefaction stuff, this this liquid that you have to use to put on the swab and mix it with your snot to make sure that this is an actual test. There was not a lot of it in the tube. So I was squeezing it and a lot of bubbles were coming out. So I kept squeezing, bubbles were coming out, and I was putting it into the area where they tell you to put it to where you can roll the swab through it, this and that. It just wasn't a lot of the liquid that it came with. But I could also tell that it was plenty to fill up the hole that they wanted me to. You're supposed to put six drops in there. Now I'm squeezing, bubbles are coming out, little drops are coming out, this and that. But when the dust is settling and the bubbles are going in there, I know that there's enough liquid in there. So... I used it, but the proctor that I was online with told me that I was illegal. You are disqualified, sir. I see the bubbles. It doesn't look like there's a lot in there. You seems to be struggling, trying to squeeze it to get liquid out. I'm going to disqualify this test. I'm like, all right, see you later. Thanks. But I still continue with the test because I know that, you know what? She's just being overly whatever. And she's saying, okay, yeah, whatever. Fine. So I went through with the test negative again. Okay. Negative again. I know when I put that q-tip that swab in the hole that it was mixing with a, a copious amounts of liquid and i knew that it would be a qualifying number to at least get a negative reading even though i would probably wouldn't get the uh negative result back no problem so now i'm feeling okay i feel like absolute dog shit but i'm still negative right so there was been this uh sickness that has been going around people have been getting sick hasn't been covid just like a little throat fluey type thing or whatever it is so i decided i'm still gonna power through and go to work on wednesday now i can't talk still i still can't talk i sound like death but at the same time i'm gonna go in and go to work and be productive so I do do that. People are clearly uncomfortable with me being at work. So I'm like, all right, let me go. Let me go home. I tried to go to work for a couple hours. I did get some stuff done. Then I went home. My colleague, an assistant manager calls me and says, hey, I'm positive. I have COVID. I'm like, what? Are you serious? So now I'm nervous. I took two tests. Now, both tests left a little doubt on the table because of different reasons as to whether or not they're legitimate. I'm sick as a dog here. I could tell you that. I know that. I even have muscle aches and and body aches and a migraine and all the things that are associated with COVID worse this time than I had it last time. So I'm like, I better get another test. So I run out quick, get another test, two tests. I get two more. No, it's one test, but it has two tests in the one. Now, this is not proctored. This is just you do your test for your own records. Do the test. I popped positive. This is on Wednesday. I do the other one. Positive. Boom. So I'm like, this is a cheaper test than the ones that the cruise lines ask you for. Uh, It's not proctored. This is just for you. But it makes sense because I feel like crap. 
COVID-like symptoms. I feel as though, you know, maybe the tests that I did take were compromised. So now I'm calling, I'm telling people, yes, I have COVID-19. Absolutely, my ass is kicked. I'm upset. I'm pissed off. So I schedule a test, an actual walk-in clinic test for Thursday. So this is going to be the real deal. This is going to be the official thing. So I do that. I go in. I get that test. But now, as far as I'm concerned, I have COVID-19. You know what I mean? I test positive. I feel like it. The coworker has it. It is what it is. Let me just battle through this, and we'll see where we go. So I wait and wait and wait. I'm telling people I got COVID. I'm, you know, a couple of people, I'm saying, yes, I tested positive or whatever. I'm still waiting for this test, this uh, drive-through test that I took. Takes two days to get to me. As of yesterday, was it yesterday? No, Saturday, late night. Late night Saturday, I get the results. It says negative. Now, these results came in via phone, the application that I have, and it says, it says your results are in, checked it about 12 midnight, says I'm negative. Okay, now I'm confused. I guess I'm negative, whatever. And uh, I am. I'm negative. I, 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 that's, that's, that's what I'm going with. I have, I have three to two, three tests to two. All three of the ones that I did take, the tests that I did take that said I'm negative, I do feel like they are a better quality. Uh, the, the two positives I got were both from the same tests. It was half the price of the of the other kit. So I'm 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 negative. You know what I mean? And even if I wasn't, I am cleared to go back on Wednesday because of the fact that my symptoms first began last Sunday. I don't have a fever. I feel okay. I know from the voice that you hear, there are some, uh, I guess, you know, still a little slight sore throat. I do cough every once in a while, productive cough every once in a while, but it has the symptoms and everything have gone down uh heavily significantly since I first had my first symptoms and here we are and that is what it is so I had a COVID scare I don't believe I had COVID if I did I had it and it's been gone there are no more symptoms Uh, there are no more fever I don't have a fever Uh, I don't have any sweats or shivers or shakes or whatever it is Uh, now it just feels like I'm getting over a cold and I'll be back on Wednesday so that's the story with that and uh, we're talking about COVID-19 now. I just stepped in with that story because it was an appropriate time to talk about this quote-unquote outbreak that is on the breakaway. And the truth is, guys, is I, I don't know. If you look up cruise ship news, you just see it's like another outbreak. And the way it's put, the way the headlines are, and I'll say it too, the bloggers out there, they have to be a little bit more responsible. I'll hear, I'll hear bloggers talk about how like, you know, Cruise bloggers complaining about the fact that, you know, this is COVID-19, it's an outbreak when it's really not an outbreak, it's, an, it's the cruise lines getting picked on again for 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 whatever reason, people want to act like cruising is this evil thing, so they're magnifying uh, the headlines and magnifying the fact that, you know, COVID is something that we're going to have to st- stay with. COVID is going to stay with us no matter what, and we're going to have to live life on cruise ships knowing that COVID is in the mix, okay? COVID's going to be here, and we're just going to have to react in the best way possible. So I agree with all that. I agree with the sentiment of a lot of the bloggers and the vloggers that are out there. But then, you know, you look at the headline, and you're doing the same damn thing that 
the news outlets that you're vilifying are doing by putting it out there, COVID outbreak, COVID outbreak on breakaway, COVID outbreak on cruise ship headed towards the U.S. fast. The ship is moving fast and it's got COVID on it and it's coming. And you know what? I get it. Everybody's out there. We got to make livings. We got to have jobs. But like, you know, if you're going to throw the headline out there, you know how many people are not going to click on the story? You know how many people are not going to click on the video? It's not just one person out there doing it. Multiple people out there that are in our industry that are apologizing for cruise line sympathizers, cruise industry sympathizers are out there. In the story, if you get into the story, yes, they're with us. They're saying, yeah, this is ridiculous how the news media just turns on us. But if you're putting a headline out there that's saying COVID outbreak on a Norwegian cruise ship, you're doing a little bit of a disservice to the whole thing, in my opinion. You know what I mean? we got to make headlines. This is all sorts of stuff. If you notice the YouTube space, you'll see a lot more negativity. You know, 10 things I hated about cruising, 10 things I'll never do again, 10 reasons I didn't like this or like that. You see them all over the place. There's a reason that it's out there. And a lot of times it's, I blame YouTube because, you know, they're making it so that whatever, whatever's hot, the guy Jay from the ship show, he even said it. Hey, I had to put this out there. It says 10 things I don't like about this because even though I liked it, I got to put this because this is what the algorithms are rewarding. This is the type of behavior that's being rewarded by AdSense and the monetization arm of YouTube, you know? So I'll say that. I'll know that, you know, you know, all these people, I know when people who have vlogs and have blogs uh, are stand up people and uh, real sympathizers with the cruise line industry because this is where a lot of us, you know, we try to make a living or some sort of a living or carve out some sort of a uh, a, a piece of uh, gameful employment with. So I know where the heart is out before I even look at the story, but millions of people don't. Millions of people don't understand. You know what I mean? If you're putting it out there, a headline that says major outbreak on Norwegian breakaway cruise ship headed towards the U.S., you're scaring the shit out of people is what you're doing. And... All the people that never click on the story are just seeing your headline and you're kind of feeding into it just like those people in the news, news, major mainstream media that you are, that you're tying vilification to, in my opinion. That's my piece. Still love everybody out there. Everybody love all you out there with all my heart. Guys are, you know, you guys are, you guys are, uh, we're part of a fraternity dare I say, for equality, sorority too. Sororaternity. I heard that when it's co-ed, you go right to fraternity. That's what I did here. Could be wrong. But you know, we try to, we just try to speak our mind out here. We keep it real. You know what I mean? We're all, we're all out here uh, doing our thing best we can. Now on this particular Norwegian cruise ship, you heard a few different things. Uh, You know, you heard people didn't even know that this was happening. You heard that people didn't understand that, you know, uh, th- th- there were people that are on board this ship that only got this information because of the fact that people on land are hearing these crazy headlines and they're calling their loved ones on the ship. They're finding it out in that way. They're not in love with that. They're a little bit upset with that. They're also a, a little bit upset with the compensation. Oh, no, that's I think that's what the... Um, the uh, Carnival Horizon, by the way. We'll talk about that in a second. I don't even write that down or anything. That's just a wacky story. Um, anyway, everybody on this cruise ship is vaxxed up. 
all the people that are positive cases on board are asymptomatic. And uh, it is what it is. I guess they keep it pretty hush-hush on the ship. I don't know what they're supposed to do. I don't know if they're supposed to sound an alarm if there's a case of COVID, but I guess I do get it. If I'm on a cruise ship and, you know, somebody's uh, calling me and letting me know that there's positive cases who have nothing to do with anywhere on this cruise ship, they just hear it on the news and nobody tells me, I, you know, I would like the opportunity. Yes. I'm trying to think. If day four, I'm on the oasis of the seas and the information comes in that 18 people have COVID-19 on board. Yeah, I could tell you I'm definitely going to change the way I move about the ship, probably. I will change things a little bit. So the information would be appreciated. I also know that you do not want to create hysteria. And uh, as a result, what do you do about this? What if you're Royal Caribbean, what do you do about this outbreak? You just have to go within the protocols. You have to act in the way that you said you'd act you know, with the CDC and with everybody. And uh, what they did put in place is that everybody did get a take-home test and they were instructed to take it about three days after they got off the cruise ship. Uh, Speaking of what we were just talking about before, the Carnival Horizon problems. Problems with the Carnival Horizon. I don't necessarily have detailed notes on this story, but what I can tell you is that This thing is not able to uh, cruise at its maximum speed. And what that is doing is initially it was like, all right, we'll just cancel a sailing or two. And what we'll do is we'll make the repair in Miami uh, for the current sailing that it is on. It had to cut a couple of itineraries short. And they were not able to hit two locations that they were going to. Two ports of call were scrapped. You know what I mean? And you know, you signed this in your cruise contract. You know that this is going to happen. If you cruise 10, 20 times over the course of a decade, you have to understand that you are likely to be in the line of fire of one of these types of things, rerouted because of a hurricane. Uh, The ship has mechanical problems, so you got to, you know, you're still out at sea, you're still on vacation, and that's what they tell you. So, you know, if this keeps happening, It's not good, but if it does happen and the cruise ship does bend over backwards to try to make it right for you, then you should be okay. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have a a heart attack about it. But what is happening is, uh, you know, I guess the compensation is not satisfactory. I guess the people that are on board were given $100 in cruise credit, but now what Carnival uh, found out that they had to do was not, uh, we we can't solve this problem by trying to cancel a couple of sailings, and making the repair in Miami. This is a bigger issue, and they have to send this cruise ship back overseas from which where it came, the shipyard, and have the repair done there. So that's going to put Carnival Horizon on the shelf for over a month, and what they did was put another couple of vessels in place to substitute for the sailing. So in that case... What they're doing is, you know, let's just say the Carnival Victory is going to, well, wait, do they even have that anymore? Whatever Carnival ship is going to come in and take the place of this vessel, the beautiful Carnival Horizon, and now you're on a different ship, okay? And to make up for that, I guess you can get compensated if you want to, or you can take the cruise as is, and you can get $250 in onboard credit. The only problem is, is that the people that are on the ship now 
on the ship now started a little bit of a eh, joke of a protest because they're only getting $100 in onboard credit. But you got on the you got on the horizon. You have and you enjoyed all that this ship has to offer. And you did have half a cruise that was just the way it was supposed to be. Okay? So I guess I could see what their gripe is and their grievance, but I would not waste my time on any cruise uh, gathering up in the, uh, you know, in the main atrium and protesting because of $150 in onboard credit. That seems a little bit crazy to me. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. That's the email address. Check it out. Definitely. Uh, uh, your, your emails have become very important to the show. And, you know, you guys did really, really well over the last couple of weeks uh, with the emails, and I appreciate it. So keep them coming in, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. By the way, I want to give a huge shout out to everybody who stepped up on the Instagram account, Always Be Booked on Instagram. If you're not following me, I would love for you to do so. And uh, the Instagram, where the Facebook is more of the community, the Instagram is more of just me trying to just... I guess, put a visual perspective, a visual storytelling version of what it's like when I go on cruises, what I really appreciate. It's it's like a total picture thing. I'm by no means a professional photographer, but I do think I have a little bit of a knack for kind of capturing a moment with an iPhone and really kind of putting it out there and shooting it in a way where I'm trying to communicate to you what I value in a cruise vacation. And that's what I do on the Always Be Booked Instagram page. And I would love for you to check it out. There's a bunch of people out there who I did the call to arms last week because the algorithm on Instagram is changing and it's very, very difficult to really get a lot of likes where I would always be getting over 100 likes. Now it's, you know, between 50 and 75 sometimes on a good t- on a good post. You know what I mean? Sometimes less than that, often less than that. And uh, I appreciate you guys kind of trying to give me a little kick charge. Some of you went all out. Some of you did a great job. And every single one of you is noted. And I appreciate it so much. So that is the Instagram little pop that I was trying to pull off. And uh, if you're so inclined, feel free to keep doing it. Uh, Always be booked on Instagram. Thank you so much. I'm not worthy of your participation and continued engagement. So this December, it's going to happen. It's been announced that Grand Cayman, or I like to call it Mediocre Cayman. I'm kidding. Everybody calm down. This was very, very um, polarizing. Some people got fired up with me, and, uh, you know, I get it. So I like it. I liked it. It was nice. Uh, Grand Cayman will welcome back cruise ships and their passengers. The port had been closed to cruise passengers since March of 2020, but that will all end when the new Standardam will pull in on December 28th. Now, she's not making it easy. Grand Cayman is a fickle beast. That's right. She's a fickle temptress. Grand Cayman is positioning herself as the hot chick in class by putting a list of take-it-or-leave-it requirements to those ships and guests of those ships who would like to call there. Now, at any given time, the passenger capacity by any ship will be limited to 1,600 people. So Oasis ships, you are going to have to pick and choose. It's going to be first come, first serve, I'm imagining. So when you pull into Grand Cayman and get all pumped up about putting your bathing suit on and jumping onto that tender boat, you got to do it early. All guests and crew will have been vaccinated at least 14 days prior to arrival. Uh, There has to be a negative test within 48 hours. 
and uh, masks and usual social distancing will all be in play for your entire stay if you're getting off a cruise ship in Grand Cayman. That's going to be be a little bit of a um, something that you're going to have to uh, navigate your way through with the tender boats because you're going to have to, you know, one of the worst things about cruising is having to be on a tender boat in general. And the one advantageous thing is when they have those big tender boats where you could fit a lot of people on them so that, you know what, you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. Now, in this case, there's going to have to be social distancing in play. So I don't know if they're going to add tender ships, tender boats, whatever you want to call them, or it's just going to be what it's going to be. But the line is set up to be a little bit longer because fewer people are going to be get be able to get on said boats. Um, no one who displays any symptoms or who is sick at all will be allowed ashore. So I'm sure there's going to be questionnaires. I'm sure people can suppress it. But like I said, for me this past week, negative COVID-19, but I still would not be able uh, to uh, be allowed to enter Grand Cayman and uh, because of my condition. And um, you wouldn't catch me complaining about that at all whatsoever. I'm kidding around again. I like to rib the people who are Grand Cayman enthusiasts. Uh, and then the other thing is, this is a good one. This is the real hot chick one that they pulled that Grand Cayman is telling the cruise industry. If you want to come here, we have to be the first port of call. We do not want your Nassau or your Labadee germs. We do not want your St. Thomas sore throat. We do want we do not want your St. Martin mucus. We do not want your uh Coco K cough. We do not want your uh Grand Turk I can't think of what for Grand Turk. I was doing good. I don't know. Either way. But I put it out there. I was like, hey, do we really care about Grand Turk? I'm sorry, uh Grand Cayman anyway? Do we really? I don't know. There's things to do there. You know, like I said, it is a tender port, so that's a pain in the ass. But there's stuff to do. You do have, you know, the crown jewel excursion there, they say, is the um, the Stingray City. You know, you go out to the Stingray City. You play with the Stingrays. I don't know. Sounds like a blast to me. You get a bunch of food, drive out to a sandbar uh, unprotected with these things that killed Steve Irwin, with these sharp sticks. It's called a Stingray. Does that sound friendly to you? I guess it is. And yes, the record is impeccable. I'm being a little bit of a a curmudgeon and a jokester when it comes to this stuff. But uh, yeah, you know what? People say, you know, when when those tigers attacked Siegfried and Roy, what did Chris Rock say? Those tigers didn't go crazy. They went tiger. When 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 that stingray did what it did to Steve Irwin, you know, and I'm not trying to make a joke out of it, but uh, it is uh, not too soon. A long time has passed, so I'm... You know, just saying, maybe that stingray went stingray. Who knows? You can go to hell. That's right. Just go to hell. I'm kidding. That's a place on Grand Cayman. It's a little bit of a zip code. It's got a post office. It's got like a, it's just hot there. And there's a lot of stalagmatorites. Stalagmatorites. Uh, There's a lot of limestone. If you go to the back of hell, it's called hell. And it's only called hell because of the euphemisms that can come from there. Oh, it's hot as hell here. Here, here's a postcard. It's from hell. You know what I mean? You can do all that stuff. And that's that's the, uh, you know, that's 
That's the fun and games, the uh, wordsmanship you can use with it or wordsmithmanship that you could use with it. And that's what the purpose of establishing this place called hell is. I did go to the turtle farm. The funniest thing to me about the turtle farm is all the parents that were taking their kids there and they would have to pull the instructors aside or the tour guides aside and say, can you stop telling my kid that you guys eat these turtles? Oh, and these turtles, and they're like, I literally was on a tour, and there's kids on the tour, and the parents are showing the kids, look at the cute little turtles, and then the parents ask the questions. Well, don't ask the questions. The parents ask them the questions. So these turtles, they're going to grow up to be how many feet? Well, they, these turtles ain't going to grow up to be too many feet at all. They're most likely dinner tonight. And this is what's being put out there. And then I saw, actually saw one of the parents pull the instructor aside. Hey, I get it that you guys are just, you know, creating food here. But uh, would you mind if uh, we didn't say that in the tour? Because my, my kids really like these turtles. They think they're cute. And it'd be a, probably a better vacation for everybody if they didn't think that they're about to be eaten tonight as dinner with salt peppering. Maybe a little, I don't know. I was going to say ketchup. You don't put ketchup on turtles, right? I don't know. I don't know what the appropriate uh, condoms. Con- condoms. Jesus. Sorry, condiments are for turtles, uh, but I'm guessing a little salt. Salt's got to go with everything, right? Paprika, maybe a paprika. I don't know, whatever. And uh, whatever else, you know, that's just, you know, (laughs) I swear. What do you do? What do I do? I tell you guys what I do when I go on a port and I don't know exactly what to do. I see if there's like a full full island tour. You know what I mean? Just what to do, things to do, things to see, just a general tour. And I did exactly that last time I was on Grand Cayman. And I swear these mother effers took me to a parking garage. Next thing, we went to the rum cake factory. We went to hell. We went to the turtle farm. Where are we going next? And now we will take you to an observatory. It's within a shopping center. And we will go to the observatory where you will be able to see your actual cruise ship. Uh, You know me with the elevation. I get a little excited with the elevation. I like being up high to get the perspective. But I'll be damned if these people didn't march me up to the sixth floor of a damn parking garage. You're sitting there. I'm like, are you kidding? Is Is this where we're down to on Grand Cayman? I'm at the top of a parking garage. All right. All right, Grand Cayman Tours, you've got me. You got me on this time. Grand Cayman Tours won, Tommy, nothing. But then I put it out there to you people, to the people of the sea, the cones there, I say. And I wanted to ask you guys, you know, change my mind that Grand Cayman is a pedestrian mediocre port. Let me know. Uh, Here's what we got from Paul. Paul said the stingrays on the sandbar are amazing, but otherwise I didn't see much else for me. All right, so Paul's a little bit, he did like the stingrays, but he's a little bit on my side of the whole thing. You know, it might be, I don't know, Paul, are we mad because there's no freaking pier? If there was a pier there that we could just walk off the ship and and, and get back on the ship as we please, would we have less hostility towards Grand Cayman? Maybe. Sandy says, if you are a beach person that loves to float on the clear blue water and lay on the white sand, it's awesome. Sandy, you make it sound a little better. You know what I mean? Add a little pina colada, maybe some fresh fish to that, and I'm in. Dorothy says, pluses to Grand Cayman. Amazing beach with blue water and white sand. Because it's a relatively wealthy country, you aren't bombarded by vendors on uh, aforementioned Amazing Beach. Minuses to Grand Cayman. 
the tendering, of course. Uh, half the time you miss the port because of rough water. That is true. If uh, any time, this goes for any tender ports. If the weather's rough and the seas are rough, they might skip the port altogether. If you aren't a blue water, white sand beach person, there's pretty much not a whole lot there for you. Other things, turtle farm, visit to hell, both underwhelming at best. Uh, kind of said that, kind of said it. I did enjoy my time at the turtle farm. I didn't, it was kind of cool to see, but it's clearly a one and done and clearly over it after a half hour, to be honest. Stingrays are okay, but roughish seas when we went, the Stingray trip to Antigua is a lot better in my opinion. This is Dorothy's opinion. Calmer seas, location is on a sandbar, much better for taking kids to see them, and you have a lot more interaction with them if that is your thing. And I am 100% sure that I am not changing Tommy's mind here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're trying to change my mind. All right, Jody weighs in. I'm a scuba diver, so... For me, it's one of my favorite destinations. Also, feel safe walking the streets, unlike some ports. Mallory says, diving in Grand Cayman is always great. Have you done snorkel excursions there yet? Um, Mallory, shout out to Mallory, uh, trivia queen. Mallory, Mallory, I'd do that better if uh, the throat conditions were in better shape right now, but they're not, so here we go, mercifully, for you guys. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, Mallory, um, I have not, I, I was thinking the other day, I want to get back to snorkeling a little bit. It's been a while since I had snorkeled, and I think maybe on one of these cruises coming up, I may get back into the snorkeling game. It's very laborious uh, for me. I find myself, you know, I, <laughs> it's one time I'm snorkeling and I'm swimming. And yeah, I'm battling. You know what I mean? I'm in the water battling and I'm feeling okay though. Like I'm f totally fine in my mind. I feel like I'm fine. Uh, but I think the instructor was concerned. <laughs> the instructor was like, sir, you okay, sir? Everything okay? You all right? Stay close to the bottom. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. What do you mean? I mean, it look like I'm expending a lot of energy, but I'm actually, I'm actually fine. But here's where it got contentious with two of my buddies, two of my favorites, two of the people that uh, out here will, you know, really kind of contest me and give me the proverbial business when it comes to me trying to take the opportunity to occasionally, playfully, but somewhat realistically shit on Grant Cayman. Shout out to Matt. Matt says, I guess if I guess if you're not into clean streets, no poverty, white sand beaches, top 10 diving and snorkeling, great food, shopping without getting thrown into a turnbuckle, then I guess you could call it pedestrian at best. <laughs> See what Matt's doing right there? He's like, well, you must not like all these gr clearly, obviously great things if you don't like Grand Cayman. Hey, but if that's not your thing, good luck to you. Good on you, mate. Uh, Austin Maxwell is probably the biggest prop proponent of Grand Cayman, and he stops his vacation. He was there with his beautiful girlfriend, and uh, he didn't have any Wi-Fi. But he saw this post and he said, currently in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, with no Wi-Fi, but I'll use some data on this. Seven Mile Beach is comparable to Trunk Bay and takes eight minutes to get to versus the hour-plus journey from St. Thomas to Trunk Bay and St. John. Red Sail Sports Catamaran Excursion, 60 to $80 per person from Rum Point to Stingray City is tough to beat on value for a premium excursion slash extremely well-kept catamaran and great energy plus vibes on board with the DJ. 
Royal Palms closing down is a huge bummer. So we talked about this. Royal Palms is an area where Austin used to like to go to, and it was almost like a little bit of a beach party with a pool party atmosphere kind of going on. People liked it, DJ, high energy, seeing the whole thing, booze, you know, what we all like, what we, you know, the way I like to cruise, the way Austin likes to cruise, that type of thing, and it was a great place to enjoy that. They closed down, and I did you know, kind of throw that back at him. Now, he says it's a bummer for sure, but most recently we went to Margaritaville and they allowed us to use all of the pools, the facilities, the beach loungers if we bought lunch there. Massive pool and pool bar similar to Coco K. All right, so this, I'm not going to lie. You guys are winning me a little bit and I, maybe I got to take another look at Grand Cayman. Maybe I got to get back there and enjoy it and kind of like it. And maybe, maybe this is what it is. This is what I do love. This is the deep dive type of thing that I like to enjoy and engage with that will kind of give us an opportunity to take second looks at things. Not unlike what I did with the Carnival Fantasy class of cruise ships, which you guys all now know that I am clearly a believer in just for the atmosphere and the energy and the vibe that they put out. So the list goes on for us, but I think if you want somewhat of a luxurious and very adventurous day at a reasonable price, you could find it all over the island. And that was well put together, Austin. And I owe you a beer for the data that you spent setting me straight. Uh, Beatrix says, I agree with everything Matt says. Plus, I love the Europe. Of course, Beatrix, always with the European. I love the European feel on a Caribbean island. Very, very much. So that's Beatrix. That's what she's all into. I get that. She agreed with everything that Matt said. She doesn't agree probably as much with the Austin factor because she's not as much on the party end of things. But that is what it is, guys. And uh, from now, from here, what we're going to do is take you into a lot of what your favorite, a lot of your favorite part of the show is. And that is listener emails. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. They seem to be coming back. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I hope, I hope we get a little bit more this week. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. It is funny when you guys make fun of me for uh, soliciting, uh, borderline begging for these emails sometimes, but it is it does work. <laughs> you guys do kind of answer the bell, so I hope that keeps happening. Uh, well, Let's do it. Let's get right into it. But first, I do want to remind you guys that I do have a travel agency, uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you want to get an email out for the show, obviously, that's the spot to do it. But it's also that very, very place where if you want to go on a cruise vacation, uh, that's where to hit me up. And I had a lot of apprehension about booking cruises in the past. I had uh, concern. I've been concerned with a lot of things. Like there's a lot of information, and my biggest fear is to let you guys down. You know, with all the talk of rate codes and you know ca- uh, uh, pricing and you know what 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 was all going on with this shutdown. It was very very difficult especially when you have a job, to keep track of all the different policies as far as trying to rebook cruises that have been canceled. Are these officially canceled? When will they be canceled? Will the prices be dropping? Will they be going up? Uh, What is included? Uh, You know, different companies are also getting very, very aggressive and creative when it comes to what the perks are and the uh, marketing schemes that they're putting in play to getting you to book cruises and 
to go further, spend money on board. And we already know that a lot of that creativity has worked because we talked about in a story a couple of weeks ago about how there is a record amount of uh, spending being, uh, you know, it's happening that it's, it's on board. People are spending on board like they never have, you know, partially because they're forced to spend on board because of shore excursions, but also because of creativity that the cruise lines are putting in place when it comes to getting you to be separated from your money, which honestly, you can't knock them. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they're supposed to do. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a big fan of of, of all this uh, empty ship stuff that you guys a lot of times seem to love, and I get why you do love it, but if you love the industry and you love the business in general, you have to, you know, hopefully uh, root for these ships to fill up a little bit more because I am not one of those people who thinks we're out of the woods with this. I'm not thinking, okay, cruising is back, everything's back to normal, let's just start counting our money again uh, if you're from the standpoint of the cruise lines. I think there is a lot that has to come into play. You're telling me I saw what I saw on Oasis of the Seas. I saw a giant half-filled cruise ship that still maintained most of, if not uh, a vast majority of the budget that they had in place if it were to be a full ship. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention all the protocols and all the money that they had to spend to put all the protocols in place that are in place right now. So uh, while I love a calm, relaxing vacation, and for all of you, I love the fact that you are enjoying these ships all to yourself. We all have to kind of get together and root for the industry as a whole. Uh, unless we want to, because you see in these crazy cruise deals that are coming out, you see a, a website like you are comp is giving away all these deals. Uh, you, the, the casino clubs within the casino arms within the cruise lines are stepping up and giving a lot of deals out there right now because of the fact that they're having trouble filling these ships. And if we want the stock prices to go up, if we want these cruise ships and cruise lines to be as healthy as they were, thus allowing us to continue to cruise at a discounted rate, we have to root for people to come back. So uh, that's what I'm saying, and I guess that was a, a rant, a, a, a tangent, you might say, in the middle of me trying to tell you that it is safe to book travel with me. Always Be Booked uh, Travel Agency is in uh, very much full effect, and we are here uh, to, to book any cruise that you want. And I do believe if you want from anything, from, from I could be a full service to you. If you guys want to just book the cruise for me, set it and forget it, that's fine, done with, done. If you want me to hunt down the best and most cost-effective cruise for you at a certain date, whether it be on a certain ship or cruise line, I can do that. And once you are booked, I will absolutely gladly give you at least a half hour or so of personal on-the-phone conversation. Once you're booked, we will plan out your cruise if you want that to happen. I can do that. And, uh, you know, I can get to, you can tell me, Tom, I'd like to have a conversation. I'm going to the XYZ ports. Can you tell me what to do? Maybe I can roll off the tongue. Maybe it can, I need to do some research and I will do that prior to our call. But if you book a cruise with me, we're going to get on the phone and we're going to see this thing through. That's what's going to happen. That's how it is. Anyway, let's get into the emails. If you want to send me an email, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Tommy, it's great to hear you talking about being excited to be back on cruise ships. My first cruise back from the shutdown was in September of 2021 on the Carnival Mardi Gras. Some of the new features on the ship I believe you would like very much. Yes, this ship does have an aft pool deck 
uh, in Summer Landing. In a summer, summer Landing, you will have a bar and a pig and anchors right next to the aft pool. You will probably like some of the new bars like Fortune Tellers and Brass Magnolias. You will also love that big casino that's on board. And it does pay to play in the casino. I'm doing a back-to-back on the Carnival Mardi Gras on January 8th through January 22nd all on a casino offer. The first week, I will be in an Ocean View cabin, in the se- and on the second one, I will be in an Ocean Suite. Drinks around the whole ship is included, and $1,000 in free play. This is AJ. AJ, what the hell did you do? How much did you gamble, AJ? Then in October the 8th, I'm taking my brother on the Carnival Mardi Gras because of another casino offer. Same thing applies drinks all around the ship $1,000 in free play in that and he specifies drinks all around the ship because a lot of times these gambling uh, deals they'll give you free drinks only in the casino so I am appreciative AJ that you did specify that this drink order is good for all around the ship at any time. $1,000 in free play in that offer. It would be his friend's very first cruise. We are one of the, on one of the balconies that is forward-facing. Oh, I only have to pay $100 per person to make the deposit for the casino offer and get that money back in onboard credit when I board the ship for that cruise. So the only thing I really pay for is taxes and fees. There are two different things that you'll you and other people might like in the and the first one is how small might not like and that one is the first uh, first thing is how small the thermal suite is uh, the second would be how they design the Havana area and the Havana pool it's not as good as on Vista horizon and panorama super cone AJ now AJ you said a lot here and I love the fact that you are enthusiastic about this cruise ship because I remember AJ the last time he was this excited, he was telling me about the MSC Yacht Club experience, and he was overwhelmingly a proponent of that cruise ship and that experience, and I respected it, and I, th- you know, at some point I might do it, but I did not jump on the opportunity to do it, so that hasn't happened yet. We'll see what happens eventually with that, but... So this is a lot of casino action, a lot of casino situations here. Uh, The one thing I will say, AJ, that is interesting, what you said is you may not like what I may not like, and that is the thermal suite. Now, that is the thing that Carnival has been doing. If you get on the Carnival Splendor, Carnival Miracle, ships like this, you'll see these elaborate uh, thalassotherapy pools. You'll see these multiple uh, steam rooms and saunas and things like that that are all associated with the thermal spa which if you have a spa cabin, you get free. If you don't have the spa cabin, you can purchase the thermal package, okay? And yes, for whatever reason, there's usually data involved. And yes, I was on the horizon and I did note that that therapy pool was like a glorified hot tub at best. I did notice that and the suite in general looked like it was small. And if you're telling me this is even smaller, I guess, you know, I don't love that. But at the same time, Carnival is just using their data probably. They're just probably using the data and it's showing that maybe they're not selling a lot of packages. Maybe that the, you know, whatever you design and build a cruise ship, you have to account for all the real estate that's there. Maybe the real estate is better spent and better uh, allocated towards other things. Maybe there's a few more uh, square feet in the gym. Maybe there's a few more cabins. Whatever it is, they're seeing that the thermal suite should be shrunk down. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But again, 
It's what they're doing. And out of all the pluses on this ship, it makes sense that there is a couple of minuses. And that sounds like there is one. Second thing you touched on that you didn't like or we may not like, and that is the Havana pool layout. Now, I think this is a positive. And yes, it, it, it is a hit uh, or, or, or negative to all the people that are in the Havana lounges, but I'm not in the Havana, right? I'm not going in on the Havana thing. I'm not buying into how I've been to Cuba. I'd rather just stay there. I'm just kidding. I don't want to go back to Cuba. Actually, I would like to go back to Cuba, Cuba uh, during better political times. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that I like this situation better because on, if there was not a, how would you say it? If there was a Havana layout like there was on the Vista, Panorama, or Horizon, then you would not get that summer landing, right? The summer landing is open to the public. The summer landing is come as you are. Be free. Enjoy it. Summer landing is there's not an allocated period of time when you're allowed to go there and when you're not allowed to go there. Summer landing is for you. You know what I mean? Havana is not. So I'm happy that they would take that beautiful spot uh, of exclusivity and put it in a different area of the ship because I like my aft pools. You guys know that. So I'm happy that the summer landing is in place of the Havana pool. And that's what I was at. AJ, it's always good to hear from you. AJ is a super cone, as he as he, as he he notates. And uh, it's really, really good to have him continue to be engaged. AJ, thank you so much for all your support and this email. All right, moving on. Tommy, are there any cruise lines that offer bottle service for spirits via room service? Great show. Daniel. Daniel, another one, a legend in the game. Um, Daniel, as far as bottle service, no. There's no bottle service. But if you'd like a bottle, you can get yourself a bottle. Here's the catch. You got to offer it before you sail away. I've tried it all. I've, uh, one time, I've uh, a couple of times I've given myself my own bottle service by uh, having a guy at the port who you got to slip a $50 bill to. Uh, at, time, at times, I've done it on my own. Uh, but there is a legal way to do bo- to get yourself a bottle. Uh, it's it's it, it is is a, in terms of carnival, it's the sail away package. These are designed for people who want to give you a going away enjoyment present. So if you're going away, Daniel, and I'm really excited, we work together. Maybe I'm your boss at work, and uh, you're going on a cruise, and I want to like really win your loyalty over and let you know that I'm happy that you're going on vacation, you're getting some time off, and you get on the cruise ship, and you see from your boss, isn't this really nice? Oh my gosh, there's a there's a bottle from the boss. The boss got us a bottle. Or maybe you are the boss, Daniel, and I'm sending you a bottle, and I'm uh, trying to kiss ass and get march, march my way up that corporate ladder. And uh, maybe uh, a great idea for me is to, hey, honey, here's what we'll do. We're trying to get that promotion, right? Boss is going on a carnival cruise. Let me get him a sail away bottle of Grey Goose vodka. It'll be waiting for him in the room as he walks in. He'll see, and it's from Tommy. Oh, Tommy, let's promote that kid. You know what I mean? So that's the way to do it. You cannot call me. I tried this too. I tried to call Stu. And, uh, you know, I'm on the ship already. I didn't get the drink package. I wish I did. Uh, can I uh, Can I call Stu, Venmo him some money, and say, Stu, can you say, hey, I got my boss on the cruise ship. I really want to get him a bottle. Um, can I have it sent to his room? He'll only drink it in the room. He won't. 
No, sorry, sir. It has to be done prior to sale away. So this has to be set up. And how it is is set up in the fun shops for Carnival. It's set up in the gift shops for any of the other cruise lines. And, um, you know, it's just part of the package. You could do multiple things. You could do, like, bottles. You could do bottle and mixer packages. You can do all sorts of stuff. But, yes, you, it, it's all done prior to sale away. And uh, it's in, like, you know, pre-cruise shopping. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I know it's called Sail Away on Carnival. I don't know what else it's called. You know, it's the same department that if you want to, you know, if you know somebody who's got a celebrating a birthday and you want to pre-decorate their room, you can do that. That's the uh, same type of scenario, um, you know, where they, where, they, uh, where, they, where they do that. They make that accessible. But no, in the nightclub, no, they don't do a bottle service in the nightclub. I guess, I don't know. Should they? Why would you though? I get. I don't know. It's a good question. In the nightclub, I, f- I feel like that's some shit Virgin Voyages would try. You know what I mean? Maybe even Norwegian in those weirdo uh, bliss lounges with the creepy beds and stuff. You know, do, do like a, a bottle a bottle package. You know, I guess so many people get the drink package. If you're in the nightclub on a cruise at twelve midnight, one a.m., most likely you have the drink package. So I guess maybe the bottle program may not make as much sense. And a lot of times with the bottles, people only get bottles half the time because they want exclusivity of an area. They want a table. You're not paying as much. What you're paying for when you get bottle service is A, the real estate, and B, the fact that a bunch of hot girls with sparklers are going to run out and make a big deal out of you. So everybody in the place is going to know that you got a bottle and you must be somebody important. When in reality, you're more likely a jerk off. You're, prob- you're probably a jerk-off. Um, hey, Tommy, thanks for reading my email on a podcast today. I'm, I wasn't saying that with anger. I was saying that kind of trying to be funny. I wasn't, I'm wasn't. i not a mad at bottle service. I love when people get bottle service. I've gotten bottle service, but then again, you got to remember, I'm a jerk-off. Ah, you know, in a, in a funny way. Thanks for reading my email on the podcast. You ask what we did for Aruba. Reflections Beach Club we went to. Beach, small pool, swim-up bar, food, and drinks. That's all I really needed. I would say, though, that the environment is very calm and relaxed. Barefoots basically border the property, and that is a very romantic, fancy eating establishment. So they kind of turn their nose up at anyone having too good of a time. But that usually doesn't start till like 4 p.m. I think it's a great spot for like some 12 to 4 beach food and first drinks fun, but maybe not a spot if you're looking to get crazy. We have had to we had to be back on the ship by five, so it worked perfectly for us. I'm looking for the I'm looking f- at the group cruise, and I have to see where uh, see I I'm looking at the group cruise, and I have to see how 2022 takes place. I am very interested. Snap Snap is another legend in the game. The group cruise he's talking about is the Pirates and Pier Runner Part 2 Aruba Nights Cruise on Allura of the Seas, leaving Fort Lauderdale on October 15th, going to Aruba, Labadee, and where's the other spot? Curacao. And the, 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 the thing I'm pumped about is this beautiful, gorgeous ship, the beautiful, wonderful uh, uh, cones that are going to come with us, as well as the 15 hours in Aruba. A huge, huge chunk 
in Aruba to be spent for 15 hours. We are going to do a lap around that island and enjoy every single minute. We're going to have the fresh fish. We're going to do the ATVs. We're going to jet ski. We're going to put our. We're going to have dinner with our toes in the water. We are going to do all the things in Aruba. And I'm very, very excited about that. And our, 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 our means of transportation is the third or fourth largest vet moving vessel of any form in the entire face of the world. So very, very excited about that. October 15th of 2022. Uh, I'm looking for us to be about a group of 30 or 40, hopefully. Uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We are going to have an absolute blast. It is going to be a week to remember, and I got some pretty damn good rates on that thing. If you're curious to find out how good, hit me up, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Hey, mate, love the show. Matt from Australia here. You might recall I emailed last year after the world went stupid. We were lucky enough to be on the last cruise voyager of the seas from sydney in march 2020 while we missed most of our ports we spent the majority of time worried about what was happening back home as we enjoyed the cruise for the most part the crew as always made our vacation one to remember but you could tell they even had no idea about what was happening but they were always very professional we are hoping to join pirates and peer runners too if things work out just pricing the fares do you happen to have an agent code for booking Booking process is slightly different here. As us Aussies are renowned for not tipping, we just don't understand the whole concept, LOL. So when we look at Royal Caribbean, our prices are all exclusive. All inclusive gratuities are already prepaid into our fares in Aussie dollars. Cheers, buddy, and boat drinks, Matt. Uh, no, I don't have any codes, Matt. Uh, again, if you want me to book, I could book it for you, or I could at least give you a quote, but yes, it is going to be a blast. And I would have, if I knew this email was coming, I would have saved that previous promo rant, uh, for after this email, but I didn't. And here we are, but Matt, uh, Australia is crazy. Australia is wild right now. I'm hearing, uh, with the rules and regulations and the restrictions, I'm hearing things going on in the streets that many we might see is, uh, Slightly unconstitutional, but then again, you guys don't have the Constitution, so you wouldn't see it that way. But um, it does seem weird. It does seem wacky, and I hope you guys pull out of that okay. I hope you guys are back to see very, very shortly, because I, what I want to see is my lovely Splendor back in action. And that's only going to happen when Australia reopens. Uh, boat drinks to you, Matt. Thank you so much for the email. Hey, Tommy, last time I email, emailed you, I was feeling a bit negative about cruising here in Australia. I love it. We got the Aussies coming in and representing hardcore. Now there are rumors that the government will lift the cruise ban when the current ban expires on the 17th of December. That being said, cruise lines have announced a pause in operations until March 22, 2022. Uh, so you were hopeful. Let me read this again. Now there are rumors. Last time I emailed you, I was feeling a bit negative about cruising here in Australia. Now there are rumors that the government will lift the cruise ban when the cruise ban expires on the 17th of December. That being said, cruise lines have announced pause in operations till March of 2022. Okay, so the cruise lines are being prudent and uh, announcing uh, pauses, but the ban might get lifted on the 17th, which ideally probably would change things for the cruise lines. Uh, they'll probably react retrospectively to that, probably to give themselves three months to get things started. Okay, or maybe that. It was the 14th of March 
2020 when cruising came to a halt here. That will be two years with no cruises. My next cruise is booked for September 2022 from Sydney to the Great Barrier Reef for eight nights. After two cancellations, I'm feeling more positive that will that it will actually go ahead. Love that you're back to podcasting more regularly. I've been missing out on your podcast. Brad Taylor. Brad, thank you so much for the email. I love the fact that the Australia love is coming in. I... I'm waiting with bated breath to hear what the hell's going to go on there. I knew what it was like, you know, the last year or so. Just you heard me. You heard it in my voice just talking about how, you know, everybody wants to be optimistic. I'm not getting optimistic yet. You got to tell me. You got to give me a tangible thing and a tangible reason why I should be excited about the fact that we're going to return to cruising anytime soon. You know, and going back to the whole Grand Cayman thing, that was one of my biggest things. People were just kind of ignoring the fact that, hey, and, and I was wrong, okay? I was wrong about this because my my thing was is I thought that there was going to be a huge, huge barrier. I thought the, the CDC thing was only the first obstacle to get over. You know what I mean? If I'm a freaking Grand Cayman or if I'm Grand Turk or if I'm, you know, one of these islands that are completely self-sufficient internally uh, with us, the last thing you realize you have to, you can't afford to have a, 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 a pandemic ravaged through these islands. So I was assuming that they would be extra careful and extra hesitant as far as letting people back to sea. And I was wrong for the most part. Most people couldn't have, have it happen fast enough, you know, i.e. Nassau, i.e. you know, anything saint. They all wanted cruising to start again. Uh, who was careful? Grand Cayman. Grand Cayman was the only one that I can kind of say made me somewhat right. But they were the first to announce, hey, listen, this we're going away for a while. Sort your shit out. Uh, you're not coming here anytime soon. And that was more the realistic thing. So I was I was thinking, all right, you guys think the CDC is the biggest obstacle. We don't even talk about what, what's going to happen with these ports of coal yet. But it turns out that that wasn't as much of an obstacle as I thought it might be. Except for the fact that Grand Cayman held strong. And now that they're even coming back, they're playing the prom queen. You know, they're playing hard to get still. And I don't really, I can't blame them. Cannot blame them whatsoever. But anyway, that's the show for this week. I want to thank everybody who uh, emailed. I want to thank you guys for listening. You guys are the absolute best. Yeah, we are getting back into a rhythm. I do feel a little bit better better about the shows. I think they'll get better each week. If you are new, please give it another try if you didn't like it because what you'll hear next week is better than this week, so on and so forth. Always be booked on Instagram. Always be booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. We got a Patreon. Let's not even worry about that right now. Uh, but that's coming. The Patreon's there. Don't don't quit the Patreon because the Patreon is going to be back and it's going to be back aggressively. Got a lot on my mind that I want to say that I can't say here yet. Okay? I can't. There's certain things that have to be left out and remain behind a paywall. But I appreciate you guys listening. You guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot and I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from
problem is that you're right there There's a perfectly good island somewhere Well, I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Put